There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. And welcome to the Tuned and Strong podcast. I am Angela McHewson of Music Strong and joined by my co-host. I am Dr. Jen Cabasmay of Tuned and Tone Performance. And today, I love, I love how the transcript says The transcript it. can't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Tried to hold it together. Nope. So, so we are joined today by a very special guest, Mike the rock doctor pirate schwartz <laughs> i just gave you a lot of titles that's good I, I like it that's uh that's very interesting let's see if the transcript can pick my canadian up here <laughs> you gotta throw that in there the canadian rock doctor pirate oh, pirate. oh there we go yeah. there we are <laughs> too many too many. so i first met mike two years ago when you had me on your podcast when we said I was at an undisclosed location, but really I was in Washington with the army and uh, it, it just sounded better to say undisclosed location. <laughs> way, way cooler that way. Yeah. It was way cooler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. But it was great times. Two years. It was great times. Whew. Flies right? by. I'm, I'm saying. That's wild. So huh? let's, let's bring, why don't you bring us up to speed on like, who you are because you kind of reinvented yourself but for all these people who should know you and don't know you who are you <laughs> oh boy all right we'll we'll go we'll go way back to uh the the rock doctorhood here yeah back in back in 2015 i was set on being a long track speed skater and i was like I, I reside in in calgary alberta for those of you in the uh in the olympic world if you guys have ever seen uh cool runnings that's Calgary, Alberta. Cool Coach, Coach can I get my helmet on. Yeah. All right. So that's that's Calgary, Alberta. Now known all around the world for the fastest ice in the world. So why on earth would this speed skater from Calgary, Alberta, want to go anywhere else to train? Well, I wanted more coaching, so I found the. <laughs> I found the uh, the wonderful, wonderful place known as uh, Insel, Germany, which is on the border of Austria, very southernmost. They don't speak a lick of English, all right? They had the International Speed Skating Academy. So I'm like, oh, this looks like a good bet. I can get some world-class coaching here. Go to an academy, wake up, eat, sleep, breathe, skating for sure. Sounds like an athlete's dream. Now, had I thought this through, I would have planned the Euro trip after the training camp, high performance training camp. However, <laughs> I saw an opportunity. I was like, I'm going to go to the UK and I'm going to hit Germany and then I'm going to go to training camp because what could possibly go wrong then? So I'm, I, I get there and this is all about just training getting into the whole idea of I'm going to do this. I'm going to make the Olympics. This is great. Cool. 
perfect. I get there. I, I made the team uh, somehow, even despite the. Really? I know. Yeah, I was like, oh, this, this is super cool. So in my head, I have an opportunity to get back home sooner because a flight comes through. It's like, hey, you can save 300 bucks. Get to Frankfurt like yesterday and then fly out tomorrow. Oh, okay, cool. Right on. And we're talking like the bottom of the country. It's like a good day train ride back to the top. And I'm like, dude, exercise physiologist. Yo, can you get me to the train station? I got to get back. <laughs> I'm going because in my head it makes sense. The sooner I can get home, the sooner I can pack up, come back. Cool, awesome. I'm pumped. And then I remember on the train ride in all the way up, I had a couple hour uh, stopover in Munich, and I remember that there was this band. There was this band. Oh man, they were they were really great. Where are they playing? They're playing Munich. Oh shit. What day were they playing? Oh shit. They're <laughs> playing the day that I'm there. What are the odds? Cool. So. I get, I have four hours to kill. I'm like, whatever. So I get off at the most random station. Cause I'm not pulling up my phone, not with data roaming charges and stuff, you know, holding on to that poor starving artist. I'm a drummer as well. Right. So I'm like, I'm this musician starving artist. I'm not going to spend that money. Right. And I get off on this train station. There's this dude on the platform. Let's call him Hank. He's wearing a poncho. And I look at Hank and I'm like, I speak about as much German as he speaks English. So we have this little thing going back and I'm looking at him going like, dude, where, where's the Ampere, which is the place that these guys are playing the intergalactic lovers. And he just points me off into what looks like the enchanted forest. Right. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> imminent, imminent death was it? is upon me. <laughs> dude, was like, I was like, wow, this guy, little people. I, I, it been, I, I, yeah, I was like, it, into the Schwarzwalder, the Black Forest, literally, in Munich. So he wants me to walk across this bridge into the like over the river and into this like enchanted forest. And I'm sitting there going like, no way in hell, buddy, you're gonna try to get me <laughs> like this. You're you've got your mates yes, over there that are yeah, and they're ready to jump me. I'm sure, but I'm like, ah, I'm a Canadian and I'm friendly and I I'm I'm a fit. I can run. I can outrun anybody, even though I'm wearing like a, a day trekking. I look like I'm gonna go climb the Alps, not go to a rock show. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yo, oh, yo, right? Look at that guy. So I, I trust him anyways, for whatever reason. I'm like, okay. And I walk across the river and I was like, oh, no, no. not across the river, across the bridge, over the river. I'm not that guy. I didn't swim the river or anything. And I get across and sure as shit, I hear, mm, 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 mm. I'm like, what? And there it is. So in Germany, what they do is they, they convert old warehouses and factories into nightclubs. I later find out. So the intergalactic lovers are playing in one of these converted warehouses. And I get up, same kind of experiences with Hank. Let's call this next guy Gunther. Okay. And he's the doorman. And he speaks barely any English. So he pulls out his other friend, Helmut. All right. And Helmut is, finds out I'm Canadian and a national athlete. No, what? Yeah, absolutely. Come on in. No, don't cover. It was 20 euros. 20 euros is a lot of money. That's like 30 bucks US for, for cover for like three songs, right? I'm like, the show's almost over. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, tip uh, tip the, the bartenders real nice and buy a drink and don't cause any shit, right? Oh, cool. I'm Canadian. I can do that. So they even take care of my bag and stuff. And I mean, I'm traveling with my speed skates and all my training gear and stuff. Like I'm coming from an athletic camp to set this up. And then I watch the the band and they're just fantastic so good and being the musician i'm like oh, i'm gonna meet these guys i still got a few hours i get up, caught up with them commend them on their show they're amazing 
they look back and be like, where are you from? Oh, you can find out. I'm like, yeah, I'm just on my way up to Frankfurt. I'm not going to fly home. No, no, you got to come on tour. You got to, I'm like, what, what do you mean? I was like, oh. I, as, as I'm like talking to these guys, I've noticed the guitarist rubbing his trap, just going like this. And I'm like, dude. And immediately the captain's hat comes off. The coaching hat goes on. And I'm like, dude, I can fix that. <laughs> what do you want yeah no, let me go grab my bag so i grab my shit and i put him up on a wall and i get him going onto what is now known as one of the five minute fixes that is a staple in the music fit method just releasing that trap releasing that levator <laughs> right and he's like yeah dude you gotta come you gotta come on tour you gotta come on tour and i was like oh, okay uh, well, I'm just a national athlete. I'm just, uh, nothing really clicks. I'm like, ha, 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 We laugh. I part ways and buy their album and I go home. Somewhere over the mid-Atlantic, oh I wake up like in a sweat. Like, huh, I got it. That's what I do. So that's like the origin of the Rock Dodger. So ever since that moment, I've been working as the overnight success of six years, uh, building up uh, a collection. I like to call it a collaboratory of health and fitness professionals that are specifically a either musicians themselves or treatments that are specialized towards the creative arts with musicianship, um, singer songwriters, even visual artists. I, I find now in my youthful exuberance, everybody crossover. You got that creative mindset. You're probably a visual artist and you, Oh, you're a closet guitarist. The same things come up from a physical standpoint now and in most recently to catch you up over the last two years the biggest deep dive that i've really gone into is fascination with language words and uh our subconscious behavior all the mindset work all of our all of our stories and how we hold on to a whole bunch of trauma and how it shows up energetically in our bodies and how that corresponds to the injuries and the overstrain and the stresses that we, that we take on as, as creatives. That's, okay. what, <laughs> that's what's up. Okay. So that's how you became the rock doctor. Did, did you go on tour with them? Did you find them out and, and, and end up going on tour? I think we're at the point, take out the thing. We're at the point now where I can just go and have a conversation with him. I remember that time that, you know, we were working in a, after that Munich <laughs> show and I got to give them a call again. I have, <laughs> I have yet, I have yet to, uh, cause they are, and they're in the first book as well as like that, that whole story is in that first book in the musician's guide to surviving the rockstar lifestyle. So homage to uh to the intergalactic lovers if, if you're unfamiliar with that band you're listening to this right now stop the podcast right now go pick up intergalactic lovers um i, I want to call it little little tiny burdens i believe is the album something along that line um really great album i've, I've got it sitting right back here so fantastic fantastic they're kind of like the metric of belgium really cool really cool band so what's this book you're talking about Oh, the old one, the, uh, <laughs> the, the book in 2017, I waited until my 30th birthday to release it. That was, uh, the musician's guide to surviving the rockstar lifestyle. And that's a deep dive into all the things that I had uncovered over those last, like the being an artist myself, it was fascinating to me 
when I first started in the fitness industry as, you know, your typical bro strength conditioning coach, personal trainer, and then going down the holistic route of the Czech Institute and getting my holistic certification and becoming so much more keen to the energetics of chakra training and, and breath work and how our nutrition influences all of our uh, all of our stresses and how the emotional stress that we take on and our spiritual stress that we take on, everything is connected, right? I wanted to write a book to put that out there. One, my coach at the time mentioned it as a, as a business card. You want to do speaking events, have a book and you can speak on that chapter. Oh, okay, cool. Sounds good. I've always been a writer anyways. Like even I think the first poems I was writing, I was, grade three right and i just like writing i just like writing like nursery rhyme stuff like we're talking dr seuss my birthday i share the birthday with dr seuss so it was it was in me right but yeah i would always (laughs) write like if i was writing a postcard or something to my my omi and opa or if i was writing a letter um i would rhyme (laughs) like i would just write out my thoughts in rhyme and people were like that's kind of (laughs) cool they're like why do you thank you cards or stuff like that. Like I wasn't just be like, thank you so much for being here with us. No, I was like, thank you for your socks. They are really cool. One day I will never go to school. Right. And I, was like, <laughs> I don't know. just making stuff up like that. And I would just put, put things down. So like I was always passionate about writing and communicating my thoughts to a greater audience. So the book just naturally seemed to flow. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it got me into Australia. It got me into, uh, speaking at Canadian Music Week, South uh, South by is still on the that's the next on the bucket list. I was supposed to, and then you know COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, with certain challenges like that, in one in one regard, you know, you get great opportunities to to speak about being doing what you're doing and just genuinely loving it. So that's the book. Old now, I got a new one. <laughs> Well, tell us about the new one while we're at it. <laughs> well, the new one, the new one is the the Music Fit Method is uh, the literary accomplice to the uh, the certification program that I've put up. So for a long time, again, since 2016, 17, I was like, well, I got two options here. I can either clone myself, which I'm still a few years away, talking to Elon Musk about that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to clone myself, or what if? Here's a radical thought. What if we could teach other musicians to have the self-sustaining self-agency to take care of themselves oh, proactively? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if, what radical world would we live in if we could give the, the artists themselves the ability to solve their own problems? Holy shit, right? I solved, it. I solved it, right? No, so so that's what the Music Fit Method is. It's a self-care anywhere certification program for any musician out there. You don't have to. <laughs> I love one of the testimonials. Uh, one of the video testimonials I was just going through over the weekend. One of the coaches that graduated, she's like, I, at first I kind of thought you were just going to make us and try to convert us into coaches. But then I realized, no, that wasn't it at all. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, you now have a skill set. So imagine if you're teaching, if you're a guitarist and you've got students, typically younger, we're talking grassroots programming here. What if we were able to give them the ability to then go into the industry with those tools of how to take care of yourself, how to mitigate the stress, 
how to stretch properly, even just the basic tangible things, how to properly warm up, how to properly cool down, how to breathe. Holy moly, breathe? You, you kidding me? Breathing? That's the first two weeks of the certification, breathing and standing. <laughs> like, the simple things, really. So what if we could teach people how to do this and then keep it within a scope to make sure that they're not, you know, outside of their scope of practice by helping their bandmates, but what if they were able to then coach, to ask questions, to guide that person to their own self-care and their own self-care and then so on and so forth. And you can see the pattern, right? We, we build out scale like that. So it only takes a, that's why it's the pirate thing, right? It's like, it takes a, a little crew of five people <laughs> that all think the same way and go against the grain of what the man says is the, the proper thing. And now we're a certifying body in the music industry that blends fitness and music, which is why we were called music fit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> in a nutshell. In a nutshell, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Brilliant. So cool. what is what's with the unicorn we've seen on your logos? Very good question. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you saw a super healthy musician? The fact that I have to think about this is sad. <laughs> They're pretty rare, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Ah. So a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> plus, plus the unicorn itself is there's a big rep, and I'm sure you guys get this all the time in your fields so the the fitness world. We get a bad rap about being bro and we gotta work out, man. We gotta <clears throat> so masculine. It's so and that that turns off a lot of the feminine energy is creativity. I am very, very much in touch with that. And it is cool to have a, a gold unicorn on my hat. It is cool <laughs> to to embrace that side of it because that's the creative side. And a lot of folks that I, I work with it takes a little while to coax that out. Or they've got it and they don't know how to express it necessarily because they're told by media that fitness is real. You got to go to the gym. You got to run hard. You got to work hard. You got to, everything's hard, sweat a lot. And that's all, that's all masculine energy. So how do we, how do we deescalate that? How do we bring people into that world? Well, friggin' unicorn. It at least asks questions, right? It it, it prompts uh, what's with the unicorn, which I, I, Mm -hmm. I, and open my heart with, I love that question because it, it gets people to think about if you want to be a unicorn, you got to be able to go into a situation thinking, how can I learn from this? What, what can I remove of previous thoughts? What, what can I just sit back and just take in from other people that have done different things? Right. And that's, that's kind of what a unicorn does. Walks out into the pasture and just absorbs, observes. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the unicorn. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So to recap, Mike, the right, the, the Canadian rock doctor pirate unicorn. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so you are, you're a drummer and mm-hmm. you started out as a strength coach and then you got uh, sort of got check-ins to a bunch of other things. And now where you are is that you are running um, your own certification and your own certification agency that teaches musicians how to take care of themselves and have self-agency. That, that is- Did I put that in a nutshell? 
Yeah, that that's it. And furthermore, I've I've branched from just the drummer. Now I produce music that people can move through, which is very different than moving to. Mm-hmm. And and laying down part of the method. One thing that I discovered is when we again coming back to story work, when we're listening to music, generally in the gym, it's got a lot of anger, it's got a lot of rage against the machine system of now we're listening to a lot of chatter, a lot of noise, a lot of other words. And when we focus on our reps, if we hear other people's words in our heads, it distracts us from the job at hand. So when we have instrumental music, there is a lot of scientific uh, research on this of how classical music and low down tempo stuff is great for concentration. My question is, why is that different when we go into the gym? Why wouldn't I want to be just as focused when I'm working on a project or working on an assignment or working on a work presentation than I would be when I'm at the gym working on myself? Isn't that more important? (laughs) At the end of the day. So conducting that kind of uh, experiment, take out the kind of conducting that experiment on myself. And I saw unbelievable results listening to bands like Wardruna, which is like Viking rock, instrumental Viking rock, beats, drums, puts you into a different headspace. And there's no chatter of words. So I'm not distracted by thinking about, I can, all the self-talk is in my head, right? So that's one area that I've uh, explored in my, in my musical expression. And uh, and creating beats and creating uh, music that comprehends that whole piece. On the other side, in my coaching and with what we have at the Music Fit Collective, it's uh, it's a completely decentralized piece. So anybody who's in there that is a coach, anybody who's listening that is a music professional that wants to be a coach, yeah, sure, you can take Music Fit method down the line. That's going to be something that's like when we open this up to uh, to affiliates, which is in the next two quarters with before 2022 yeah before the end of 21 um we're opening that the doors up to affiliates so anybody that wants to be recognized as a music fit collective affiliate well then you've also got the opportunity to build your courses and build your stuff because what we're trying to do here is give (laughs) i'm trying to put myself a simple way to say is put myself out of work right i want to be the coach that coaches other coaches into coaching themselves and other people into coaches, right? You know what I mean? Like literally getting rid of myself because I truly believe that through auto-regulation and uh, and the actual tuning into how your body feels, you can coach yourself, right? Yeah, there's motivation. And that's what the community is supporting on, on that regard. However, the whole collective, the whole idea is to give artists agency. In order to do that, there's no need for me at the end at a certain point. I go, okay, cool, set sail. Everybody wears their own captain's hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where we're and I, I love that you brought that back up too. Um, because I we weren't quite in the place for me to derail yet, but now I'm gonna derail. So welcome. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, the the whole part about, you know, no, you should be um aware of yourself, uh, learn to understand yourself. You should be responsible for all of that. That's something that's very much practiced in um, music education, at least on the classical side of things. I can't speak to, you know, the rock side of things clearly, but <laughs> that's that's a major focus from most um, 
music educators is like, well, I'm going to teach you how to practice, you know, how to approach your embouchure, how to a really good teacher will teach you how to self-assess that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the road is like, well, you're, you're on your own at the end of this. Like, (laughs) I can give you assignments for so many years, but at the end of this road, you need to be able to teach yourself. You need to be able to know how to organize your practice. You need to be able to choose things that work for you, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's the same for fitness. It should be, in my opinion, the same for fitness. Like if, if you're working with somebody and it's so easy, it's so easy. Um, once you are past the beginning and intermediate levels to go, no, I just, I just want someone to tell me what to do. It's, it's exhausting to program for yourself to really assess like, no, I need to, it's, it's very exhausting. Um, (laughs) But, you know, but at the same time, it's like, and I've, I've been fighting with this a bit too, with, um, it would be really easy for me to go and say somebody else, please write my programming for me. Um, but I get so much more out of doing it for myself. (laughs) I get so much more at like, because I can honestly, and I had to learn how to do this, but you know, honestly self-assess. Um, like, do I really, like, really, do I need to do these heavy deadlifts today? Do I really need to? Or maybe is that a bad idea because something happened earlier that tells me, mm, I think you need to work on some, you know, stretching rehab. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. We can definitely go a couple different ways on that too. I, I saw a couple opportunities, but we, we, I believe the best educators, teachers, coaches, mm-hmm. best educators are the ones with the best questions. Maybe not all mm-hmm. the best questions, but they're the ones that are asking questions. Yeah. So often do I hear, and I see this all over social media because it's just plagued, but especially in the uh, the fitness industry, everybody's telling you what you got to do. Everything you got to mm-hmm. do. do this, mm-hmm. you got to do that. And this is what I think. And then when people come to me, I'm a coach and I know best. And that in itself is exhausting. I, I, fail to subscribe to that one if i don't have to have all the answers <laughs> i don't have nope. to stay ahead i don't have to stay ahead of everybody i'm working on if i have to have all the right answers all the time which i was that guy i was I definitely was that coach i had to have all the answers my ego was driven i am the man i will answer everything about nutrition mindset movement i know everything holy crap Guess what? It was just a amount of time before I ran into somebody who knew more than me. Uh-oh, what happens now? Oh, my identity's shaking. My, my, whole, my whole reason for being, my whole ego is gone. It's just mm-hmm. by, the, by the road, side of the road. I'm in the ditch. Right? It takes a long time to recover, mm-hmm. right? When I retired from skating, it was the same thing. I identified myself as a skater. Ha, ha, ho, ha. Oh guys are athletes out there or musicians if you can no longer perform because you lose a finger or something like that and you identify yourself as that mm-hmm. not just somebody who happens to enjoy that that wraps up your entire identity that's where we can go with awards the biggest thing i see is people struggle to celebrate their wins yes mm-hmm. right? yep man it's like fucking own it come on kids <laughs> own it yeah you're awesome get up on stage you're awesome that's great mm-hmm. It takes, there's a process. 
there's a layering process. We don't just jump into that with story work and, and coaching. That, that's the behavioral work that I do. Um, but the whole, the mindset is clearing out all that junk of their previous traumas, getting all that out there on the surface, put the gorilla on the table. Oh, it hurts. It's, it's way harder than any of your hardest workouts in the gym. Promise that mm. to rediscover mm-hmm. all those, we call them hot peppers. Here's why. When you have a hot pepper, Taco Tuesday, hot peppers, <laughs> hot peppers go in, but when they come out, they, they're just, oh, yeah. yeah, just as hot, if not hotter. Okay. And the longer they stay inside, the hotter they are coming out and out. Same thing goes with your, uh, your trauma folks. So when you're sitting on stories of identity and you're sitting on foundational stuff from your six-year-old self, maybe you're afraid of getting up on stage and practicing because, or presenting, if this could be just maybe take it out of the musical context. You've got a work presentation and you're terrible with, uh, with your, your speaking and you hate getting up there. Your hands get all sweaty and you get nervous and you talk real fast. What if that had everything to do with when you were six years old, you ripped out your ukulele and started playing and jumped up in front of the TV while your great aunt was watching TV and she yelled at you because you were interrupting news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That stuff. That's the hot pepper. We got to bring that to the surface, lay it out there, examine it, look at it, realize how ridiculous it is and then go Oof, that's no longer me because I get to choose who I am. So that's the thing where I come back to with our coaching process and, and realizing that everybody, everybody on this call, everybody listening out there, y'all have the answers inside of you. Okay. My job is to help you figure that out. I just mm-hmm. guide you. Guide mm-hmm. you. I'm like the lighthouse. Keep you away from the rocks. You have to get from point A to point B. I'm a lighthouse. I'm just going to show you where the rocks are. Stay away from this area. I'm not going to tell you how to get over to point B, but I'm going to keep you away from uh, the danger. Mm-hmm. You can figure out the rest because you got the answers inside. And that's the whole idea of the music fit method is to help you discover how to solve your own problems. Once you've got that, you can then take that and teach the next person and the next person and the next person. And we all build a really, really cool community of self-agency. Yay. Win. Right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I don't, I don't see a whole lot of that being done. You know? No, there's no profit. I told myself, I was, <laughs> like I just said, I'm going to run myself out of a job eventually if this thing goes to plan. This is way beyond me. Though. This is generational. This is at the grassroots level. We're, our, our emphasis is not necessarily on people uh, that are already established. Yes, that's important. However, if we can make this a part of the culture of what music education really is, mm-hmm. to have this all ingrained as just as rudiments are, this is rudiments. This is more important because let me ask you this. How important is it for a guitar tech to be on tour if there's no guitarist? Right? Mm-hmm. You're not taking care of yourself from physical and mental uh, standpoint. You're, you're losing that battle. Nine times out of ten. Ten times out of nine. <laughs> like Outcast would say. Ten times out of nine, you are losing. Yeah. And I was actually just having that conversation with somebody the other day. You know, it's, it's, why is it that, well, what I mentioned this on, a, on someone else's interviewing me on a podcast the other day. And I said, it's, it's kind of like, um, you're expected to go into the kitchen and cook, but I'm not going to teach you how to use a knife. You know, why are we as musicians trained everything about our instrument and how to play and all the history and stuff, which is important, but we're not taught anything about our body. We're just told, don't get hurt. It's stupid. <laughs> 
and and that brings another really valid point if i can jump in on that yeah. the don't stuff there's mm-hmm. a ton of literature out there on negations now anybody who's unfamiliar with negation it's a big big pillar one of three of conflict language don't can't won't don't do this don't do that don't do that i remember being in uh, in a in a gym and seeing all the rules and it's all don't this don't that don't all you can focus on the way mm-hmm. your brain works, the reticular activating system yes. is focused on what, you, uh, what you're bringing attention to, where attention goes, energy flows, where it intention, oh. and, and, and likewise, where intention goes, energy flows. And that's, uh, that's James Redfield, I believe. And, and the way the reticular activating system goes, for listeners out there unfamiliar, is have you ever wanted a car been <laughs> on the market for like getting a new car and let's say it's a i don't know let's go with an audi, audi a blue audi. chevy nova oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody listening you're either going to see a bunch of audis on the road or a blue chevy nova on mm-hmm. the road right because it's not like there were more out there it's just that when your brain picks up on what you want like that it is like the automatic BS filter. It filters out everything else. Because if you were to take in all of the sensory of going on in your life right now in this moment, no matter where you are, your brain would implode, okay? So it's the filter to focus on everything that your mind says, okay, we gotta focus on that. So if you focus on don't, what was the example? Don't, that you you just gave there, Angela? What, the, uh, you oh. gave it, yeah, don't do car? this. Yeah, no, no, the, but before then. Oh, what, don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to go out on stage. And you're you're going to get hurt. hurt. Absolutely, right. because all you it doesn't matter what comes after that. Don't mm-hmm. think about the pink elephant. What do you think about? The pink, pink elephant. elephant. Exactly. The brain doesn't understand the word no or not. No. It doesn't recognize that. It recognizes it as a negation. And when you negate things, you're putting double down on that thing that you don't want to do. You're doubling down on it because you're bringing more attention. That's why injuries exist too, because your pain receptors go, ah. ever notice when you forget about it or walk it off, you get better. Weird how that works, literally, right? So when we work with our language, that's why it's so important. The foundation of the Music Fit Method and the, the stuff that I teach is, is language and breath. Because when we, if, if you guys want, we can play a little game. What's one thing? Uh, let's start, Jen. You want to play a game? Oh dear! Uh... Come on, Jen. Come on, Jen. <laughs> it's a fun game. Jen, Angela, who wants to play a game with Mike? I'll go. Quick game. Uh, yeah, play? I'm. Ner- I'm nervous about okay. that. <laughs> okay, that's fine. This is, this is fantastic. I'm. I'm happy to hear that. That is exciting. That's cool. <laughs> Grab your magic wand. Got a magic wand? Perfect. Okay. Anybody, I'm not sure if this is video or not. We got our pen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a different kind of magic wand. Okay. And then grab your spell book. Okay. One of these little notebooks, piece of paper. Okay. Write down one thing that you should do. Say, I should, and then fill in the blank. Okay. Uh, this can be for anything. Anybody playing the home game? This can be one thing that you should do this week. Uh, to check off the list or one thing that you should do with your practice routine or one thing you should do for your music or whatever's on the top of the you know brain here, write that down. I should fill in the blank. Okay. It's definitely way better that you're playing this with Angela. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
you can you can play and you can play too and just not no i actually words. can't because oh. i won't use that word what's that? that is a dirty word in my household the word should oh yeah. ah. i love you'll love the game so this is mm-hmm. even more impactful so you're gonna be my support system on this okay there so, you go <laughs> angela angela do you mind reading that out for the listeners here what did you write down i should practice okay cool how's that make you feel um less than okay cool lacking lacking where is that lacking showing up is there a sensation in the body something in here right in the throat chakra beautiful okay awesome uh scale of one to justin bieber how bad is that uh feeling Rod Stewart? I mean, like, I don't get it. Nine, nine or ten? Yeah, nine or ten. <laughs> Rod Stewart. Three? I don't know. If you like my body, oh, never mind. I'm <laughs> Rod Stewart right there. Man, what a hair. What a haircut. What a hair yeah. does that man have? Yeah. I love that guy's hair. Okay. It's I'm incredible. Black. That it's mullet. its own continent. The shag mullet. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> it is its own continent. That's a good way to put it. Rod Stewart, your hair is its own continent. I love that. That's the title of this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. okay, so coming back to it though, pretty high. high how intense is that feeling? No, Scale it's of one. Not that high. It's like a four or five. A four or five? Okay, cool. Awesome. Not bad. Okay. Take your magic wand, scratch out should. Replace it with could. Now read it. I could practice. Did everybody hear how? That changed. Anybody listening? Did you, Angel? Let's start with you. <laughs> what right. shifted there? What shifted? Well, like the inflection in my voice also changed, mm-hmm. just because it it felt like yeah, I own that, and I could do this, or I could not do this. Yeah, you almost sounded like you like if I were to add something to that, it sounded as if you could have added like, but I'm not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But I'm not. You know what I mean? And that's what we're doing doing here right now is we're we're trying to disrupt the pattern. Okay. Because a lot of people out there, and we're going to come to this at the end of the game, um, they they get stuck up on the should and the pressure language. Okay. So your next game here, uh, wait, what about uh, sensation wise? Where did, uh, before I get ahead of myself, where was that sensation, the the ownership of that? Did it associate with the sensation? Maybe in here. Very cool. No, nose, teeth. Yep. Face, face stuff. Cool. How intense? Low. Low? No, no, you know what? I mean, you should ask me this right away. I I could. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like up in here. It just feels like up. Feels like lifting up when I say that. Great. Things are looking up. Nah. (laughs) What, what, where did these sayings come from, guys? Like, that's the thing. Things are, and you're going, Hopeful, right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. Now cross out could. And we're going to replace it with can. Okay. And then I would like you to add a because statement after that. So add the word because and then write out why. And then have a read. I can practice because it's my choice. Okay, now breathe, deep breath in. Fill up the belly. 
Big long exhale. Audible. I'm all the way up here in Canada. I got to hear it. <laughs> Three keys to your breath. Big breath in, belly breath, diaphragmatic, right to the belly. Long, loud, very audible. Exhale. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we feel after state that, that statement? Clean, clean, really clean and clear. Really cool, like that. isn't it? Yeah, that, I like this. Yeah, that's that's Good. the power of words, ladies and gentlemen. Now, All right. and I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on the word should because this game itself is called the should detox. This is a practice, usually one or two in any of my first discovery calls or any of my first coaching sessions with anybody flat, flat out. They're using pressure language like this. And this is a, this is a easy, easy word to capitalize on with just one little switch of a couple words, how that statement can radically change because now you're not, what happens when we, when we say should, we feel, oh, I should, but, and then what happens when we don't get that task done? We hold that on ourselves and it's over us and we just oh, guilt, shame, all the shit, all that stuff. Amplified, 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 pun intended. Mm-hmm. When we go could, we can consider it. And when we go can, and then attach a because, We've got, we've sold ourselves now, right? And there's a really great example of how they do this in sales strategy. They had two lineups. They had two, uh, uh, a lineup and a B lineup. And they went in and they said, this person are going to go and try to cut in line without any sort of reason. Hey, can I cut in line? Like some ridiculously high amount of people are just like, get out of here. <laughs> no. <laughs> line B goes, hey, could I cut in line? Because I got dirty socks. Hey, could I cut in line? Cause my grandma's sick. Hey, could I cut in line? Because I really like to copy paper. Didn't matter. Didn't matter what the, didn't matter what the reason was, but the, because puts the personal attachment in there. So you're now personally invested into the reason that you will practice more. You can take it one step further by getting rid of that can and because that's like the soft entry. You can go, I am going to practice at this time. Boom. That's solid talk. That's a mic drop moment right there because that is how you hold yourself accountable, right? All with the power of language and breath. When we breathe, we get into our parasympathetic. We can think, we can get away from it. We can go, ah, everything's cherry, brah, Bob Marley, right? And that's when we relax into it and we can make cognitive shifts. Boom. That's how you'll practice more. (laughs) Cool, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't feel guilty about not having practiced today. No, because you you can choose to. You even stated it. Like, I can, cho- I can choose to practice. That's, yep. that's even simplifying it even more. And that's the thing. And that's the whole reason agency is so important. And that's why the mission of the, the Music Fit method is to give agency. Because you can choose to practice or you can choose. Like, if you're finding it difficult to practice as a musician listening to this, and you're finding it for whatever reason, you're running into resistance, examine that there perhaps what if that chapter of your life has passed maybe music means something different to you now maybe you were a performing artist and now you want to compose now you want to use music for for children or engage it in a different way maybe it's solely for your own enjoyment that's okay when you're in that story though it's very difficult to get to that conclusion because you're you're hampering on this identity thing and until you write it down that's why it's key to write it down write it down and breathe through it 
now you got it figured out, right? That's getting you that agency to have the choice. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about those, um, you know, like the six-year-old scar, right? From the ukulele thing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, when you're in the, in the music training phase, um, whether that's college or whatever it is, um, and you're getting into um, exactly what we're talking about here, where it's that guilt and that kind of clenching down and you can't, either you can't or you haven't examined it. Um, I think we're missing a lot of times that there are things that either happen or we do to ourselves during that training phase that are just as potent as the six-year-old playing the ukulele. You know, you find out years later, if you look at yourself, oh, I'm no longer in this phase where, um, you know, this is, I, I feel like I can't practice and I don't know why. Well, maybe because something happened during your training that made you feel less than, made you feel like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to be doing this or I'm not good enough to do this or I have to do X, Y, Z or I'm never going to make it. Only X, Y, Z is really difficult for you personally. And so you're not getting it mm -hmm. in time. Mm -hmm. Great. Now you've got emotional scarring. Exactly. Right. Are you processing it? <laughs> Usually we just suppress it and put it over here mm -hmm. and forget about it mm -hmm. because we've got to mm -hmm. be tough. We uh -huh. got to, you know, in order to heal folks, feel to heal, feel mm -hmm. to heal. When you put that down, you write it out, stare it in the face. The devil you know is hell of a lot better than the devil you don't know. That suppressed yeah. stuff, those traumas, those emotional scars. When we, we oftentimes suppress that so hard that we can't even, like I've been in coaching calls where I've sat for 20 minutes while person has thought about that experience because it has been so suppressed and when we go to the gym and when we come out going oh i really needed that what if that was the last thing you actually need because that's the exact same thing you're just suppressing in order to feel it you got it in order to heal it sorry in order to heal it, you got to feel it. So sitting down, staring that stuff right in the face, that's how you're going to be able to process, right? And that's that's a, a, a brilliant point. I, I find the training is some of the the biggest stuff with the people that I'm working with anyway uh, comes from the expectations of either parents or their first instructor or all these things that they had otherwise forgotten about that they associate their relationship and their identity with. Yeah. And then they've got, they have this realization, this aha moment, they go, Oh, I don't have to be that. I can be exactly mm -hmm. what I want to be. Agency yeah. right there. Yeah. And to kind of build on that too, I know, I know you were talking about, and I totally agree with the like, okay, well, you know, you feel like, oh, I really needed that training session, but it was the last thing you needed because it's really just suppressing things more. Um, there's also, once you have the problem, in some cases, depending on who you are and what the problem is, you can take it to your training session and use that to express it. If it's a really knotted up, um, it's a sympathetic reaction, uh, sympathetic nervous system reaction that is being knotted into your parasympathetic side. Well, you better have a sympathetic reaction to get it back out. It's just gonna sit there. 
you know? <laughs> and if you're really, really in tune with yourself too, I found um, a couple times where it was, uh, I was in a really heavy, hardcore sympathetic workout. So lots of aggressive expression, um, not too much distraction outside of it. And I've had things pop into my head that I'm like, I didn't even remember that happened to me. You know, like, <laughs> I had no clue because I, I was a kid. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's powerful yeah. stuff and that's the weight mm -hmm. of it. And, that, and that's where we bring in the, uh, of course, we address the foundation with language. We address yeah. the foundation with yeah. the words and the breath, and then we move through it, right? And that's very yeah. different than moving the working out versus working in or working through. That's what the method does. So we take our energizers, our chakra training, we release that energy through sympathetic, right? With breath and movement and combining all three with the words and affirming positively. Once you've cleared that space, then you affirm positively what you do want to channel through there, what you are. Anything following the statement, I am, is true, right? Boom. Whatever you say after that is 100% the gospel, <laughs> okay? That's what your brain thinks. That's that RAS acting up again. Right. So I love that you brought that into the point and into the mix of getting that sympathetic because you want to re, you know, move that stuff. How do we move it? How do we move yeah. through? How do we use? And that's how, how, how does music uh, act as medicine? Listening to the right tunes to help you move through and channel all of that and get it out. If you're just working in it and it's just hampering you, it's just like letting you sit with it. Being sitting the stuck, oh man, that's a that's a bad place to be. When we can use that to move through the stuck, though, that's that's the idea, right? And movement can definitely help. I love that you brought that in because that's again, that's the third principle of of the. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're here now. All right. Let's do this. All right. Let's get group. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of which. You, for those who are watching, can you tell us about the glasses? Oh, yeah. yeah. First of all, they're blue blockers. So they help me with the screen time. I've noticed mm -hmm. a year and a half of coaching virtually, my eyes, you know, they, they take a beating at the end of the day. Yeah. And I found these bad boys. These are the, the Jay Kalinas. All right. So for those of you uh, watching, watching Netflix every now and again, I came across good friend Ashley she uh, recommended you got to watch this show and I was like okay and it's a it's an MMA uh, one of the Jonas brothers is actually in it yeah, great actor fantastic however his brother in the show Jay Kalina wears these guys and Ashley she she already she's like you've already got the haircut because I got like the I'm rocking like the mullet right rocking the mullet. <laughs> and and so, and then with the beard and everything, I'm like, you, you already kind of look like him. You throw the glasses on, you got this look down. And I'm like, that's, that's the idea. Everybody should have something that brings them into superhero status. Okay. For me, I have fought, I have fought a lot of stuff, both physically and like from an emotional side too. Um, when you put on the hat to steer your own shit and put on the shades to block you from all of the BS, in life. <laughs> you, you become who you want to be. And sometimes I'm sure some of you have heard uh, the phrase, you got to fake till you make it. Sometimes when we're working with story work, there's a few affirmations in there that eh, you want to believe it, but you're not quite there. That's cool. We layer it. 
We put one that you really do get, and then we put the, we call it lasagna. We, we put the second layer of that one that's like, eh, it's almost there because your mind will start to feel that whole statement, that whole affirmation process, all five of them, right? Six, whatever, three. And then it's not going to see it as an individual statement. So again, the, the, the look is very much a part of this is, this is when I show up. This is very much like Bowie on stage. The guy was a chameleon, right? Prince. Exude who you want to be. Conor McGregor is another great example. Love him, hate him, polarizing people, right? But they showed up. So the glasses that he went for my eye health, very important part of my eye health, <laughs> to fucking look badass. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, look like a, I look like I'm ready here to, to you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. Plus... People identify with, with the look now. They're like, yeah, he's the dude. So I'm sending video messages on uh, back on Insta for people that are following back. When they see this dude wearing a captain's hat and sunglasses, they're like, what? Again, pattern disrupt. Who does this? Nobody, right? Just so you, you, really. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm awkward as all heck, man. And I love it. <laughs> Right? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into that every single day because it gets the conversation started. It, it disarms people. Mm -hmm. I realize I'm walking a mullet, a captain's hat, and blue blockers. <laughs> I don't take myself too seriously, and I don't think you should either. <laughs> That's what that says, right? And then we break down those walls. We're just having a good time. Movement doesn't have to be stressful. Mindset and getting out your, your, your demons, that doesn't have to be stressful. We can laugh. I'm going to be the guy that gets people to foam roll and laugh while they're laughing. Because what do they do? They, they go, ah, ow. And they scrunch up. And when, when people are working on, like if you, back in the day when you were working in an office, guys, and you walk around the office, people that are working really hard, they're sitting there like staring at the screen. Their face is all scrunched up. They're not breathing. What if we just got onto the foam roller, put on some Bob Marley, and just started smiling? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. I love the way this feels on my butt, you know, <laughs> and being cool yeah. with that. What, what if, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We would have affirmations, right? So everybody listening, grab your foam roller, pause this, take five minutes, put on some Bob Marley or whatever you are into T Swift, Bieber, whoever, throw it down, laugh, smile, breathe better, be happy the amazing uplifting feelings of just smiling more, right? If we all just smiled more, laugh more, breathe better, use better words, life would be a whole lot more simple. Right? I like that. I like that. I think you yep. just summarized up everything in the most perfect two sentences spoken this year. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's, that's, and that's Mike's daily guide for living. There you go. That's, that's, a, that's the next book, ladies and gentlemen. The third book. The third book. <laughs> yeah, two, two, uh, two statements. That's it. Yeah. Well, Mike, this has been an incredible conversation. This has just been so fun. So, so tell us, where can people find more about you and the Music Fit Collective and all the things? Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you uh, very much for having me. It's been a blast. I love coming on and just shedding riffing and this has been <laughs> you know i've had some laughs i got the belly laughs that's a key for me when i get the belly laughs going i'm like yeah that's good <laughs> it's um, good stuff it's been it's been a blast so easiest way is we again hear me out because i'd say oh we're all over the socials and stuff i'm like we're not because 
I believe in real connection, right? We're, we're hosting live events. We've got one coming up August long, which is really exciting. We've got the Music Fit Games. We call it the MF and Games because Music Fitters are the MFers, right? So the MF and Games uh, right here in High River, Alberta. Um, anybody listening, you're more than welcome to join. But online, our digital landscape looks like this. At We Are Music Fit. Currently on Instagram. That's my hotspot. We also do the Clubhouse thing. We love doing Clubhouse. Having chats like this and just full circle. We love doing the Clubhouse thing. So if you guys are out there, you can find us. We've got a, uh, we've got a club called Music Fit Collective. And uh, you can also find us uh, for the time being. We're also tied up on the Facebook at We Are Music Fit. Um, easiest thing, though, is just head to the website, musicfitcollective.com. And that we are currently giving a month away to try our private, think of it as like a festival grounds, okay? You've got different stages. You come to Lollapalooza, you got different stages. You go to the, the Leeds festivals and stuff that's happening in Europe. You go to a different stage for a different kind of vibe. We've got our movement stage. We've got our podcast and media stage. We've got like different digital communities inside of that network with high level artists, high level coaches, high level uh super fans as well because without it one thing that we got to consider here guys is that this is the, the the role of the musician is so important and the super fans out there that support us as musicians negation acknowledge we would not be here without you so i thought it was real important to have people that aren't they don't classify themselves as musicians they're music lovers so we've got even a, a, a hot spot for them to connect with other artists and connect with uh, the, the pieces of information. So we've got a private network with all of these little different intricacies of, of uh, research and workshops. We've got movement classes that uh, you also get access to all the replays. Um, everything that's going to benefit you as an artist, we've got some high-level coaches, like I said, that bring their specialty in. So it's just a really, really good collaboratory all around the world, doesn't matter where you're at, doesn't matter where you're at in your career, you can jump in here and get something valuable out. And that's what we wanted to do is that completely decentralized, there's no head of the party, we're just, I'm hosting it and I'm saying, hey, here's the hot tub, here's the DJ, here are your hors d'oeuvres, let's, let's enjoy the party here, guys. Pick up what you need, connect, contact, and, and level up with the team. Love it. Cool. Love it. <laughs> Cool. Jen, you have anything, anything else? That's, I mean, that's pretty succinct. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. Mic drops and explosions yeah. over here. I, I would say that uh, just to, to round it all out is with that statement of breathing better, moving better, and being really present, slowing things back down, there's an old saying to 1% each day progress, right? Think mm -hmm. about that. If, you, if you're at 50% right now of where you want to be, it's only 50 more days. Like we're talking inside two months before if you work at it 1% a day, you're going to be able to get to where you want to be. And it's a, it's a sliding scale. So that Everest mm -hmm. is going to keep on going up. You're going to keep on leveling up. And it's important to remember to slow things down, breathe better, get into that low especially if you want to keep flow low and slow keeps the flow keep your breath down 
be mindful, be kind, smile more, breathe more, use better words. That's it. Outstanding. Thank you for joining us, Mike. This has been delightful. Y'all go check him out on all the, all the platforms and definitely go check out the Music Fit Collective. Thank you for being with us, Mike. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much, Jen. Thank you very much, Angela. Yeah, thank you.